0: hello and welcome to today's podcast i'm your host sarah johnny jarvis and today we are talking about how to convert those calls into paying customers and the three things that you should always be doing on a call if you want to convert that person into a paying customer now let's face it Sales calls take a lot of valuable time up. You want to be as efficient as possible. You want to be speaking to the right people, but you also want to be converting those calls once they are on those calls into a paying customer. You don't want those ideal clients slipping through your fingers, and you're being in a position where you'd wish you'd said this, you'd wish you'd done that, you wish you were able to move that call along, and. These three things that I'm going to share with you today, the biggest thing that they do is they help you to move that person along that sales process and keep them accountable to that sales process. And I will explain more about that as we go. So first of all, first up is understanding their timescales. Now, all these things have come from the work that I do with my clients, I consistently end up saying the same sorts of things. I'm particularly my first onboard people. And so that's why I am sharing this with you today. Understanding their timescales before you start trying to sell to them is super important, because that way you can continue to move them along the sales process using their own time scales. Now if you don't know that person's time scales what happens is is when you start selling to them you then have nothing to to hang the time scale off the time scale of them moving through the sales process. For example, If somebody says to you, yeah, I want this done within the next four weeks, then you know that timescale. They've shared with you their expectation of their time frame and the timescale they're working to. Now you're the expert and you can share with them where these things need to happen. It might be that the implementation will take two weeks and therefore they need to be looking at making a decision and onboarding and, and getting Um, all the required information and resources over to you um, within the next week. Then they'll have a week to send that information and collect that information over to you. It might be the fact that you have a gap in your work schedule. That means that you can fit them in um, within the next two weeks, but then you're not going to be able to fit them in again for another three, four weeks. So, they're sharing with you that timescale, then it's your responsibility then to keep them to that. They have told you that's their time scale. And that really helps you when it gets to the point of following up um, because you're able to say, well, based on your, your timescales that you're talking around, this is when we need to look for a decision. This is when we'll need to talk to in order to move this forward. And so it, it's a super important key factor in the process that you need to have that information in front of you so that you can hang that timescale off without it everything becomes a bit vague and you're not able to usher them along the sales process as you otherwise would be able to do equally you know if it's a long time away then you know that actually they could make the decision now and you could incentivize them to make the decision now and have a deposit for example but you wouldn't look for them to actually um, do the implementation and do the work till much later the second thing is to pre-sell that person as much as possible. Now, we've already talked about the fact you want your ideal clients on the calls because you don't want to be wasting your time with people who aren't your ideal client. Sometimes that's difficult to tell until they're on the call. Um, And that's why I keep my calls to around about 15 minutes, um, unless we're doing more of an audit, in which case I find out more information. Because it's not a great use of anybody's time if you are spending too long with somebody you can't help or you're not wanting to help at this stage to be honest they don't want to be on a call with somebody who can't help them or who isn't the right person to provide a solution so to pre-sell that person as much as possible means that that person will be as convinced um, as you can get them before they go on to the course. So what pre-selling basically means is when you've had somebody and they've been referred to you and it's been a friend who's referred them to you um, and they trust that friend and they rely on that friend because that friend knows what they want. That friend has said to them, hey, you need to speak to so-and-so because they can really help you. They've come along with based on that credibility that's already been provided to them by their friend and um, they come to you and they're already pretty convinced that you are the right solution. And this is where you see the biggest gap occurring between the behaviours that you do when you have people pre-sold versus when people are coming to you cold. So when people step up and they start to do lead generation through pay traffic all of a sudden the conversations change their expectation of being able to convert that person and even potentially take payment on that first call doesn't happen because you've speeded up that process and they haven't got to know like and trust you enough unless you put the right retargeting and the right email support in place to help that person move along that process even when you do that person won't be as pre-sold as a recommendation the work that we do within the agency our aim is to get them as pre-sold as a recommendation but that takes a lot of of work and the vast majority of individuals aren't doing that one way you can do that quickly and easily is to find out a little bit about them before the call to make sure that they are a a good idea to talk to good fit for you but also so that you can find out relevant information so you can then send them facts information case studies that gets them that little bit more pre-sold so they come onto the call and they are already pretty convinced that you are the right solution for them therefore you have less selling to do to them on that call you need to sell less think about tiger woods apparently i know nothing about golf but he's no good in the bunker so what he does is he avoids the bunkers by being really good on the main bit basically he avoids the bunkers as you can tell i am no golf expert but using that metaphor using that that as an, an, an idea an example you can avoid the bits that you're not so strong at you can support them even if you're really good at sales do you not want to make your life easier do you not want to take it as an opportunity where they are really pre-sold it's not taking any of your time but you're in a position then where the, the calls are shorter or you can start even the onboarding process during that call even if you've got really good sales skills this can really help you to increase your conversion so when you get all these gurus and they're saying that they do 98 percent conversions on their calls i quote 81 percent that's because those people were pre-sold Could I do that, cold, with people that I had never spoken to, who'd never heard about me before? Absolutely not. Why would I want to? You haven't got enough information. They're going to be wanting information gathering off you. You're going to have to spend a lot more time with them. You're going to have to convince them a lot more. It's a lot easier to have that person pre-sold. It's a nicer experience for everybody involved. The third thing is to know what is driving their decision. The example that I'd like to share with you here is... Somebody's buying a new car. The reason I use this is because obviously I have so many gripes with salespeople when it comes to cars and things like that because they're not listening, they're making assumptions um, based on the person who turns up in front of them, whereas all they actually need to do is ask. So for example, with a need for a new car, why do they need that car? Is it to get to work? Is it because they want to take their family out on the weekend? Which you know they've currently feel guilty for not doing. Or is having a car a symbol to them of being successful? And you can make the assumption that, oh yeah, when people go into a high-performance car showroom that it's because they want that symbol um, of being successful. But is it? Because it is an assumption. And that's what I regularly say to clients. Is this an assumption or is this a fact? Do we know this? Has this come out of our our customers' mouths? Understanding the emotion behind it, selling to somebody who wants a car as, as a symbol for them of being successful, um, is a very different conversation to somebody who wants to take their family out on longer journeys than using the bus, which they're doing at the moment. Now, you may be able to make assumptions based on the, the way that that person appears in front of you, and you might be able to make assumptions based on what showroom you're currently stood in. But you don't know until you ask and find out. And if you can sell to that emotion rather than what you're assuming, um, you're going to hit the mark much, much better. So yes there's a need there and everyone's like understand their need understand their need but behind every need is an emotion people buy an emotion they they buy because they want that emotion that feeling of of satisfaction of making it of um dissolving any guilt because they have a duty what is it what emotion what feeling are they feeling what's the feeling behind that need understand that and again it is so much easier to sell to if you move out of the understanding asking and learning phase of sales without understanding these things then you are going to really struggle to effectively sell to that person because you, you don't know the driving force, you don't understand what's going on with them. And so then you can't relate to them in the same way and therefore sell to them. So do yourself a favour, do your customers a favour, free up your time by taking those three steps, understand which is understanding their time scales, pre-selling them and know what is driving that decision and you will be so much more effective on your calls so i hope that has helped that's it from me this week bye for now happy selling thanks for listening to the selling without Sleeves podcast if you enjoyed this episode please head over to itunes or stitcher or wherever you're listening from to leave us a review it's a good way for us to know what you like so we can create more of it